backup generator for the backup generator because our kitchen actually blew up. <laughs> our kitchen blew up. Yes. So the only thing that went wrong on the day was the kitchen. Welcome to the You and Me podcast. Today we are interviewing real bride, Crystal Kimber. She is a BRC ambassador, a 2019 Maya Fashions on the Field ambassador, and she actually won the 2017 Maya Fashions on the Field national final at Flemington Racecourse. Um, I met Crystal many, many years ago. Uh, We just had a conversation offline before about where we met and we cannot work out where we thought maybe perhaps eve nightclub if anyone's in their late 20s early 30s maybe late 30s actually now and um you know was a regular at eve you know you kind of knew everyone in that social circle so we think that it possibly could be then i know that we did attend the um bird cage together one year um was it the yoga what was it, Crystal? I can't remember. I'm trying to think. It was one of the tents there. Yes, yeah, I'm going to say the- probably Lavazza. I feel like that's probably how yes. far back it goes. <laughs> yes, far back. So welcome. Hello. Thank you. What an <laughs> intro. <laughs> what an intro. Well, you've been very busy. We might kick off with if you want to tell us a little bit more about yourself. We did cover a few things, but we'd love to hear more about what you do, who you are, Um and a little bit of background. Yeah. Um, so I, I've always grown up in Melbourne. Um, so I grew up in the eastern suburbs um, and grew up always knowing I wanted to be a fashion designer. Um, so I started studying fashion design at RMIT straight out of school um, and then eventually worked out. It wasn't exactly what I wanted to do and went into um, business and marketing. Um, so now currently I've worked in, um, a lot of big fashion companies in Melbourne, um, from Cotton On to the Just Group, um, as a marketing brand manager. And now, um, just before lockdown, I moved into the liquor game, which I think, uh, was quite well-timed considering most people were at home and yes, yeah, so best timing. <laughs> oh, great timing. They would have been killing it. <laughs> Very good timing. So now I just um, work purely in digital marketing, which I absolutely love. And it's always evolving and growing as you guys know. Oh, amazing. And so you have, you just said you've always lived in Melbourne. Tell us a little bit about your, um, how you met your partner. So we actually met um, at our beloved Flemington race course out on the front lawn at a young members event. Um, And we met in February, 2016, um, but we didn't actually go on a first date for at least 10 months. So it was actually just a first initial introduction. We had a fun day out um, with some friends um, and he was just a really good guy friend of one of my girlfriends. And you know, when we both were single at the same time, we ran into each other and decided to go on a date. And to this day, um, it was the best first date I've ever been on. So, which, you know, I'll probably win some brownie points by saying that. (laughs) Why was it so great? We, well, it's actually quite funny. And Andy hates telling me telling this story, but um, we basically, we went for a beautiful dinner, had some drinks at a rooftop as you do in Melbourne. And we both went to a bar afterwards after dinner and we basically fell asleep at the table because none we both didn't want to call it a night and we were both so tired. Um, yeah, so um, 
that's basically our first date. We fell asleep nearly at the table. <laughs> <laughs> and so you you have been with him for how long before he proposed? It, 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 what is his name? So his name's Andy. Um, Andy. He does, he's yeah. only Andrew when he's in trouble um, or okay, by his yeah. mum. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we were together probably... Oh, we went on our first date in late November of 2016. So he proposed August 2019. So about two and a bit years. So not too long. Not too long. And how did he do it? How did he propose? Uh, So he actually um, created one of our favourite date days, um, which would have been early on, one of our early dates. And we'd both taken the day off work and went to um, a winery in the Mornington Peninsula. Um, so we went to Polperi for a beautiful lunch and, um, then went to hot springs. So what he wanted to do was create the same idea again. So, um, he picked probably the coldest, rainiest day imaginable. And it was, you know, um, hailstones. It was literally, I think Victoria's (laughs) coldest day ever. But uh, we went to Polperi for a beautiful lunch, sat by the fire, and then he's, we had this cliff spot at the back beaches of Blairgowrie that we loved going to, and it was probably one of the first spots I sat there with him having, a think, a cider at one point, and I was like, I can see myself spending the rest of my life with him. He didn't know this. But um, he was just like, I want to take us to our favourite spot at the back beaches of um, Blagari, which I thought he was absolutely mental because it was sideways rain and hail. Um, but we still went, the sun came out and, um, yeah, little did I know when we were walking back to the car, I'd stood up um, off the cliff um, edge and he then dropped his knee and yeah it was just beautiful and then it ended up pelting down sideways rain all over again like the notebook and we ran back to the car and it was yeah it was pretty special that is some dedication that is dedication he was like this is my plan and i'm not verging off this plan (laughs) rain hail or shine rain hail or shine and it was so windy just the stress yeah the poor guy Aww. <laughs> yeah, but it's the memories like that. That would never. That's yeah. That's the memory now. And he was able to surprise you, which is really cool. It was oh, absolutely the biggest surprise. Yeah. So you are very well known for your impeccable fashion and style, and somehow you just put together all these random pieces that you know really work well together whenever I've seen you on the fashions of the field like on your Instagram and stuff I'm like I would never pick pick that dress but the way that you put everything together is just so beautiful and stunning so what did you kind of envision for your wedding and where did you gather your inspiration from so for me I've never imagined myself getting married in a traditional white wedding dress so for me that wasn't really ever a thought um so I love volume I always love a big puff sleeve or a statement sleeve um and I remember years ago I'd seen a photo of Poppy Delavine when she got married in Morocco in this beautiful floral embroidered dress and I remember showing someone oh it was so beautiful and when I saw that years ago I was just like I really want to get married in a floral dress so it all just kind of started happening over time. And uh, Monique Lulia, um, she's probably the most famous for those beautiful floral gowns. Um, mm. So I think there was a bit of inspiration from her, but also 
you know, what I love day to day and what I love for fashions on the field. So it all just kind of came together. But the hardest part was finding, I guess, fabric that didn't look like grandma's um, curtains because (laughs) finding a floral print is very difficult. So it was at least six months um, looking at a lot of fabric shops we've gone to overseas um, and just online on Etsy. So I was literally trying to find a print from anywhere. Um, so it was a bit of, that was the hardest part. And just for our listeners who may not have seen your wedding photos yet, which they will when we release this episode, if they haven't, it was a blush pink floral print on your dress. So massive statement sleeves, beautiful long train, inner pink with a white, with a white base. Did you have to create that print yourself or did you finally find it? We actually finally found it. I was about to okay. go through designing a print. I've got a friend that I used to work with um, at Cotton On who is an amazing textile designer and she was happy to be able to create a print with me. Um, but it is really hard with strike-offs and print bleeds and all of that. It was going to yeah. be really difficult. Um, but we were so lucky. We actually found the fabric through Mood Fabrics in New York um, and they sent a tiny swatch um, and said, look, we're only getting about they talk in yards so I think it was about 12 yards and mum was emailing back and forth with the guy who manages the store working from home with his five cats around him and she's like I'll take all of it (laughs) we'll take it all and it arrived in about um September um and so then we didn't start making it for a couple of months Oh my goodness. And when it arrived, because it's always so different to have a look, you know, when you build your house, you look at swatch cards um, or little tile strike-offs and it's always really hard to imagine it on a large scale level. Um, Was it what you initially thought or did you have to wrap your head around it being a little bit too pink, a little bit too white, or was it was it as you had imagined? I was a little bit nervous, to be honest, because it was such a small Mm. little swatch I was trying to work from and envisage. But it was honestly probably the best we were going to find. So I had to put a little faith in mum. The fabric itself was really beautiful and she and I both appreciate a really beautiful piece of fabric. So we thought, you know what, that it was had a really nice crisp texture to it. So we thought, you know what, I'm sure it will look fabulous. And my mum would never let me, you know, get married naked. So I figured I'll have faith in mum and we'll just back ourselves (laughs) in and make it. Mum for the win. Yeah, absolutely. And so for your dress, because it was um, such a statement and obviously spoke to to who you are as a person, your mood, your vibe, with the rest of your wedding day and with Andy and his suit and if you had bridal party, how did you, how did you tie it all together? Did you base your venue and, and, and idea of your wedding day around where you got married or around your dress or how did you kind of start that process? So for us, we really only looked at two potential venues. Um, We originally contemplated because we spend a lot of our time down at the beach. Uh, We contemplated getting married um, on the Bellarine um, Peninsula um, at Bay Wines. And um, we, as soon as we got married, we'd actually been there about, or not married, engaged. Um, when we, about two weeks before we got engaged, I'd taken Andy for a surprise weekend away and we'd driven into Bay Wines, met Anne, the owner, who was just so lovely, showed us around the property. And at the time she was, oh, she's so lovely. 
And at the time she goes, oh, are you guys engaged? Are you looking for a venue? And I, I just laughed because I wasn't engaged or was even thinking about it. And Andy was quite keen to look around the venue, didn't think twice about it. So as soon as we got engaged, we called Anne and we're like, let's, let's come have a look properly as a wedding venue. Um, but for us, um, we have friends that have a beautiful property up in the Gamby and Andy and I have a business now up there. We've got a wine bar and also now a cafe as of last weekend. And we spend a ah, lot of, congrats. thank you. So we That's absolutely exciting. love Nagambi and our friend's yeah. property. We're very, very lucky that it is such a magnificent place and they mm. do hold weddings there. So we're really lucky that they had a function center, um, which meant with COVID restrictions, because it was a venue, we were um, still not classified as a private yeah. property. So right. very, very lucky. Yeah. Um, and it's just a beautiful botanic gardens with a vineyard and a beautiful heritage mansion. So for us, mm-hmm. Andy's been friends with the owners for about four years. So it just all made sense for us. Um, yeah. So it was kind of a no-brainer when we went there. We were like, you know what, let's do it. Um, and we're really proud yeah. to be able to show our friends and family, you know, the beautiful region it is. And I guess, Absolutely. yeah, so I guess from there. And it's got those amazing Euro vibes too, yeah. doesn't it? It was that Tuscan white wedding and we Ooh. love being in Italy and creating and those memories with friends. And we originally really wanted to do an Italian shared menu. So it ended up becoming a bit more of like a Tuscan white wedding theme without being too intentional. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and then dress code for us, like I've, I knew I wasn't going to wear white and I've got so many friends and I'll be the first to admit, I have so many white dresses that I'm never able to wear because you can't really wear them to a wedding, a baby shower, an engagement. And I thought, how nice it will be for all of our friends to be able to wear the dresses they actually can't wear. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I love that. Wow. That's a- we actually had a whole, like a whole discussion on one of our previous episodes about the etiquette around wearing white to weddings. And it's insane because you are so right. Every one of us have got a really cool or really nice white dress that we bought because we love it. But the places you have to wear it is so small, you end up never doing it. So all your guests were in white. Everyone in white. So it was a white neutral dress code. So it meant that people could wear, you know, golds, earthy tones um, or light grey, which was predominantly easier for the men. Did um and then you chat you did change though into a shorter dress that was like covered in these beautiful feathers later on feathers yeah are the best. and was that white because I've only seen black and white photos of that yeah so it was white so that was my white dress um and I always wanted a short feather dress and I was like you know what I'm gonna get changed and I'm gonna have fun and be in those feathers yeah. and you just feel so fun on the dance floor with all the feathers floating around and yeah no I. That, that was like a no-brainer for me as well. I was just like, I need feathers. <laughs> I was just going to say, you sound pretty decisive in the decisions you make. You know what you want. You you had a good idea of how you wanted your day to go. What did you, did you find anything challenging in the planning process as you were planning your wedding? Because, you know, you had a, a friend's property tick. Okay, you had to hunt for the fabric for your dress, but you found it, tick. It was incredible, tick. You had the second dress. What What did you, as you were planning, how did you go about the remainder of your supplies and how did you have any challenges? Because you do, you sound pretty decisive, which for, you know, it's that is not everybody, let me tell you. 
Look, I sound decisive now. Probably the thing that I was most indecisive about was shoes, which is actually hilarious. I'd bought so many of them and my friends were probably sick of me sending them shoes, <laughs> which you didn't even see, which is the funniest part. But um, we literally had to bring everything in. So we had to bring in a commercial kitchen. We even had to bring in water. So we literally had to plan everything. Um, so it was a really big exercise. And I think I probably underestimated a little bit. I'm pretty good with planning and events and those sorts of things with my work. But it's a whole different thing when it's your own wedding and you, you want all your friends and family to have the best time and, you know, forgetting, you know, a fridge or something or something like that, yeah. which you don't really think Absolutely. about. And that's, no, and that's a really easy thing to do because your wedding, even though it was on a property that did have a heritage mansion on it, it was outside and it was under the elements. So did you go into your process with a with a budget or an idea of how you wanted your day to be and being outside and having to navigate the gorgeous Victorian weather? How did it all end up for you guys? Because the night itself looked like it was incredible, but <laughs> you never know the lead up. Okay, so we had, Ngambi had not had rain since October and we got married Jan 30. It rained 60 mil oh. of rain oh. on the Friday from 8am till 9pm. We were meant to have drinks out on the property and we were basically told on the Wednesday with the weather predictions that we were probably going to get married in a swamp. So, oh my god, it was. Oh my gosh, I said to Andy, I'm like, I was, I was still at work too, so I was just like, Andy, I'm, I know I've been planning most of this, I need you to pick this up, uh, because I, I, yeah. I, I just can't right now. But we both yeah. really didn't want to do a marquee, and marquees do look beautiful, and it does mean you know you've got safety with the weather. Um, but we were lucky we were working with Harry the Hirer who um, the reason why we went with such a big supplier meant that we had a little bit more flexibility. They had more stock, more availability and staff to be able to help set up. And they were incredible with us because they actually set up. So we had a big light structure and they actually sent a team up on the Saturday night. Oh, sorry, on the Saturday morning. Um, to do a complete setup because the marquee, even if we had gone with it, wouldn't have really probably survived that rain anyway and would have just been really slushy underfoot for um, our guests and imagine them in white <laughs> amongst the mud. Oh, my gosh. I've got anxiety for you and I know it turned out amazing, but I've still got anxiety for you. <laughs> it was a potential disaster waiting to happen and everything was outside so we did yeah. have backup plans but we really didn't want to do it and the funny thing was I found out later when we decided um on the Friday morning that we were going to continue with the light structure and the weather was looking pretty good on the Saturday that Andy had actually committed to the light structure on the Tuesday he just he just had a feeling that the weather was going to be fine he was just like no nah, I'm backing ourselves in on it yeah, he didn't tell me that and when we called Harry the Hire on the phone together he was like yeah sure and I was like, he took that really well. And he, it's only because Andy had already agreed to it. <laughs> <laughs> so they came up, they came up on the Saturday. They tried to alleviate, do it as late as possible to allow as much soaking of all that rain. So obviously you didn't get married on the Friday, you got married on a Saturday. Set up on the Saturday. 
And it was what? 27 Sorry. degrees and complete sun. Oh, you're wow. joking. That's, that's yeah. a standard, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. It came out at 8 a.m. My um, maid of honour had come, um, knocked on my bedroom door and had written me a beautiful poem and had a locket um, with my a photo of my dad because my dad passed when I was quite young. And I was literally reading the poem and opening the locket and the sun came streaming through our bed- my bedroom window. Oh, oh my gosh. And it was just like... The, the sun was out. It, we just knew it was going to be the most perfect day. And honestly, like it, it really was. But we also had amazing suppliers. We had a coordinator, Lucy um, from Pony Studios, who did the bump in, um, any of the last, you know, two weeks coordination with suppliers. And honestly, she was a saviour as well that, you know, they were all running around moving things and I was none the wiser. Um, so yeah, it was very, very lucky. That's so good. Goodness. Um, how did you go finding other suppliers? I know that you had, who was your photographer? Uh, Jenna Fahey White. Oh, Jenna. Yes, because we did have a question from one of our listeners saying, how was it working with Jenna as I booked her? Um, and do you have any posing tips? so beautiful to work with she is like a little ninja you don't even notice her there because I know I've been to weddings before where you know the photographer's really all around and you notice it where she really is she just is like you wouldn't even notice she was there and she is so sweet and lovely and I think don't stress about posing I think if I think it's about capturing those really beautiful moments and I think if you're after that aesthetic she'll definitely capture that and then also help you know move you around into those you know particular poses and um yeah she she knows how to um you know get the best out of I think the couples and I think from a guy's perspective it is pretty awkward unless you're a male model a lot of guys don't generally like posing or want to spend that much time having photos and Andy's exactly like that typical guy and even he really enjoyed the process and, you know, going around the property with her. And so did you have any other standout suppliers that you'd kind of recommend in a heartbeat? I know obviously Harry the Hira and Jenna were amazing, but was there anyone else that you would kind of suggest? Uh, Lucy from Pony Studios was honestly like the biggest saviour and nothing was ever a problem. The funny part was, and this is one tip I will give for anyone that's doing a complete pop-up um, wedding, get a backup generator for the backup generator because our kitchen actually blew up. (laughs) Our kitchen blew up. Yes. So the only thing that went wrong on the day was the kitchen. And Lucy worked with our, so our business partner, um, more so food. So David, um, he was like the two of them together. It was just like, we didn't even know about it. It was seamless. Meanwhile, there was probably absolute chaos and they were working in complete darkness out the back and we were completely none the wiser. So how did they navigate? Like, what did they do then if it blew up? Like what? So, (laughs) so we're very lucky. We have a wine bar about 10 minutes away from the venue. So our head chef from our wine bar actually, whilst with a full kitchen, started cooking all the um, entrees in the end. And so she was on it. And then we had some of our staff coming in and out of town, um, back out to the property. So that was, and then they managed to get everything up and running then for mains. So it was, yeah, by 
miracle that we had a yeah. business um, 10 minutes away. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it would have been very stressful. But honestly, like they they were so great. And obviously, what would be a very, very stressful time when they've got 130 people waiting for food, um, that would be pretty crazy. But um, honestly, they were – I can't oh, thank wow. them enough. Um, so – if you're doing a pop-up, spend your money in getting a coordinator or a planner because honestly, it's it's you won't think twice about it. They will be the point of contact for everyone and the biggest saviour and you won't even know what's yeah. happening. So I think that would be my one yeah. tip. Absolutely invest in that and get two generators. <laughs> that is a very, very good tip. My florist that I had, um, Petal Project, she works a lot with Lucy, our coordinator and planner. So they worked together really well. And I think when you get suppliers that consistently work together, I think it makes it a lot easier for the client and also probably for them too. Um, so it was just by chance that I was meeting with a bunch of suppliers that were all work a lot together and it just made mm. things a lot easier. And then they recommend other people. And um, so they were fantastic. So they were the big suppliers that I really loved. And then also I had from a... Um, videographer perspective, I had Josu um, Films. Um, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. So we just got our video. So we're so excited. We're actually going to sit down <gasps> tonight. How special. Yes. So we're so excited. And we've seen like a few little teasers um, on his Instagram over the last um, few months. So we're very excited to be able to watch it together and see it. But his work is so beautiful. And um, yeah. Really excited. Oh, my gosh. All the feels. It will take you back to every moment. That would be amazing. And do you know what? It will take you back to moments that you probably didn't even know happen or couldn't remember that that's even happened. So, yeah, I think viewing video, it's funny. I've had this conversation over the last month or so with every single couple of mine getting married next year about the importance of a videographer. And I absolutely appreciate that it is budget related but my goodness if it can squeeze in there and you pick the right ones it is mind-blowing how incredible um they bring your day in line with your photographer it's really special absolutely and that was one thing we were worried about we were like do we don't we and we've got so many friends that half have done videos half haven't and the ones that had done the videos they were like honestly it's probably something that we actually watch more a little five minute snippet and you know, your friends and family watch it and it's nice to just have that over the years. Um, so I'm so glad we've actually invested in it. Um, but there are some really reasonable ones out there as well and, you know, obviously work within yeah. your budgets. Yeah, exactly. And so for your wedding day, I mean, gosh, you'll probably relive this video tonight and be like, I've got so many favourite new parts. But tell me about your day because you lived – uh, because you had your wedding day, um, obviously, regional Victoria, all your guests had to travel to Nagambian to your venue. Um, how did you, where did you get ready? Where did you stay? How did your day progress? Tell us about that. So um, a lot of our guests stayed at Mitchelton and originally we were meant to do um, Friday night drinks in the actual um, Heritage Mansion. Um, and so we are originally meant to do that, which we were so excited to do and to be able to show them inside. But with the weather, it was impossible to be able to get out there and it was just too wet. So we were very, very lucky. Mitchelton actually um, allowed us to use 
the um, Aboriginal gallery space underneath the hotel, um, which was so beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. So um, we had drinks there on the Friday night um, and then a lot of our guests were staying at the hotel. So um, we finished that up about 9 o'clock and then... um, we just had like a pretty quiet evening after that. Um, and then a lot of our guests actually went out to our wine bar for a dinner as well. Um, so then we stayed at the hotel. I woke up at about eight o'clock, um, had my best friend come um, with the beautiful poem she wrote um, and then had a quick breakfast with my um, with my mum in the morning. And then the hair and makeups came at about nine o'clock. Um, and we started getting ready. So Katarina, who owns Heading Out Hair, who has done my hair for seven years at least, um, came up. And so I couldn't imagine anyone else doing my hair and my mums and my friends. Um, so she started on hair and then I had, um, Janice Wu, who I work with a lot with the races, come and do makeup. Um, and so we had, I had three bridesmaids and a bridesman. Um, and he had longer hair, so he was looking very much forward to a blow wave. (laughs) (laughs) He wants to be pampered too. He really was all about it. Originally when I asked him, and he's typical straight male, like likes footy, isn't really into the whole pampering thing. He really embraced it. He loved it. He's like, I want the manicure. I want the blow wave. He really loved it. Um, So He's been waiting for this opportunity for a very long time. (laughs) It wasn't your day. It was his day. (laughs) And he was the last man standing at the hands too. Well, the only man standing. But he was embracing everything. Absolutely. So um, he came in a little bit later. I said he didn't have to be there watching everyone get their hair done. Um, And so we got our hair and makeup done, had a lunch um, just together in my room at Mitchelton. Um, And Andy was getting ready downstairs on a different level, which funnily enough was actually next door to my mum's room. So um, he thought he got a bit of a stitch up by the hotel staff. (laughs) Um, Couldn't get too rowdy the night before with the boys. Um, I was like, thanks for doing that. Um, no. And, um, so then we headed out to the property and he went out there earlier. So there was no potential of running into each other. Um, and so traveled out to the property, drove in. So it's got a really long, um, driveway. So the anticipation of the build up and none of my bridesmaids had been to the property either. So it was a huge surprise for them too. And I hadn't told them too much detail and driving in and just seeing everyone in a sea of white, um, you know, amongst, you know, the beautiful gardens and then the light structure, even I didn't know what I was coming into really. So um, it was pretty magical and so, so special and wow. So yeah, and then my mum walked me down the aisle, um, which was so special. And I had a seat um, there for my dad um, because sadly he couldn't be there. Um, But it was just so special with my sister. Um, One of Andy's stepsisters lives in um, the UK, so unfortunately couldn't come. Um, but we had as many family and friends that could possibly be there and it was a massive celebration. Oh, and that's what, and I think people sometimes forget that in the process as well, is that 
at the end of the day, like this is a celebration. There's so much pressure. There are so many things that you can and can't do. So many things that can go wrong, i.e. generators and backup generators and everything blowing up and floods, you know, because that's, let's just not forget the fact that it basically flooded the day before. But it's a celebration of you guys. And I think it's really important after everything that did happen last year that people are starting to kind of a lot more remembering now that what a wedding really is about and how important it is to kind of do it your way and um you know to include the things that you guys find really important and it's so special like you don't realize how hard it is to be able to get married at the moment and we we were extremely lucky that we never actually had to change our date we um we picked, oh, no way. never had to change our date. So I'd actually messaged Andy during lockdown going, because I was getting advice, you know what, you really should push it out. And we nearly did, but we set a date by the absolute latest. We're like, let's call it by mid-November. We'll just make a decision. Um, and we're really lucky that everything kind of changed and we didn't obviously have to move things. But, you know, I really feel for everyone that's had to move things around because there is so much work and so much effort. But despite, you know, all the moving and all the stress, it is so worth it when you get to look at, you know, the man of your dreams or your partner of your dreams and know that this is the start of a new chapter in forever and you get to celebrate it with all your favourite people, whether it's, you know, I had two of my best friends um, who live in New York who unfortunately couldn't be there and you know we facetimed whilst I was getting ready and you know you can send videos and all of those things but um I think the amongst all the you know craziness of it all the end of the day is you're marrying your best friend and you know if it's with a few people or heaps of people like it's still pretty special yeah so now that you're married Crystal what is the best piece of advice that you can give couples who are in the middle of planning their wedding um yeah what, what can you say? What's your one piece of advice to come out of your entire day? I think enjoy the process. Like it's not often you get to plan a huge celebration with your favourite people and celebrate your own love. So I think enjoy the little things. Um, and I know it can get overwhelming and stressful at times, but, you know, try to enjoy those moments because it is pretty special and pretty unique. And, you know, work with suppliers that, you know, enhance your day and make it more special And if people are being difficult or, you know, you find it being overwhelming, try to eliminate some of that stress because, you know, it is about, you know, having fun and enjoying yourself along the way. Uh, Well, Crystal, thank you so much for joining us on the You and Me podcast. Thank you for sharing your day. Thank you for understanding when we had 400 technical glitches in this 40 minutes of our interview. (laughs) Um, But thank you. Your day looked absolutely magic. You looked incredible. Your dress was by far one of the most beautiful ones we have seen to date. And, you know, for you guys to do it, for you to do it all yourself, it's, yeah, it's amazing. So thank you for joining us. Have the best time watching your wedding video. That is so exciting. Enjoy it. And, uh, and yeah, we, we can't wait to get you up on live on the pod and share all your amazingness with everyone. So thank you. Thank you so much, guys. It's been so nice chatting. Thanks, Crystal. Thanks. Loved it. Thanks, babe.
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the You and Me podcast. If you're after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the You and Me podcast. Leaving reviews, rating the episodes, sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you. So don't be shy. You can also follow our ordinary lives with Andy over at The Bridal Journey and Laura at Wonderlust Creative. Thanks for joining.